Welcome to Brand Meet Creator Podcast with me, Harley Jordan, and Sonia Elise. A place where we pull back the curtain and the trashy filters on the influencer marketing industry. So pull up a chair and grab a notebook. It's time to shed some light on the ever-changing Instaverse. Boy, oh boy, do I have a fun episode for you today. And honestly, I think this is my new favorite episode. I asked Erin, our account manager at All Influence Management, to join me to discuss what she's seeing from brands right now. The influencer world and creator economy is evolving so quickly. We all know it. And we have actually seen lately so much bleed over from the acting and modeling industries that I wanted to dive into deeper. But it turned into this whole amazing discussion about creative pricing options and day rates, how we look at usage, and content that has us sweating. It's such a good conversation and just it's such a good dive into what's happening at the ground level as we're discussing brand partnerships. I think a lot of the time it feels like when you're jumping into this world that you're trying to do your homework without a textbook, without the lesson. You're staring at something like usage or exclusivity or a buyout and the brand is using all of these fancy terms and you have no idea what on earth they're talking about and the internet doesn't have any information on it. So this is the solution to that. This is such a good episode and I can't wait for you to listen. But before we get into that, before we get into that, my new signature program, Do Less Club, is back just in time for Q2. Do Less Club has been this whole learning experience for me in actually unlearning the rules of business and Instagram. I've worked with so many clients from literally zero followers just starting out to a million plus followers. And we all have the same two struggles. We all struggle to to develop and craft a personal brand that doesn't have you questioning yourself every second of the day, that doesn't leave you in existential crisis mode, and also leaves you chugging along towards your actual goals. So often we feel like there is this roadblock in front of us. We can't actually book speaking gigs or book brand deals or attract the audience that we want. And it all has to do with your foundational messaging, not the salt and pepper of your hashtags or your posting times or all of the other things under the sun that we talk about and overthink again and again, your fancy editing, your long caption, if you're talking or you're not talking, all of those are the salt and pepper. They're the baby details. So Let's dive into the foundational meat and frickin' potatoes of your messaging and your mindset. We're not going to let that overthinking, that perfectionism get the best of us. Instead, I'm giving you a 12-week program surrounded by a group of girls that can give you the insightful feedback that you actually need from someone that's been there, from someone that's trudging through it with you and can actually give you valid feedback. Because you know how many times that I have turned to my husband, turned to a friend and asked them about these seven very similar drafts sitting in front of me and they've given me, you know, a thumbs up emoji too many times. 
too many times. But you know what happens when you actually get that feedback from people that get it? You start to experiment and you start to make the baby tweaks that you actually need to be making to start moving that needle. So this program starts next week. Starts next week. It starts the 28th. Office hours begin. Again, 12 weeks of feedback and support with two office hours per week, both at different times. So no matter if you're working a nine to five or what, we've got you covered. And doors close next week. So it is time. It is time to jump in if you are ready to start moving that needle. For more information, head to the show notes. And if you have questions, of course, come hang out in my DMs and we will determine if it's the right fit for you. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Brand Meet Creator. I am so excited to have my best friend Erin here today, who is actually our account manager. <laughs> our account manager for all influence management. So before we get into all of the influencer nitty-gritty, Erin, I need to know what you're liking on the internet right now. Um, what I'm liking on the internet is really dorky, but I'm really into budgeting videos. <laughs> I can't. Who do you follow that does this? Um, okay. Well, I mean, like a lot of people, um, plan budget dream. I follow, um, Oh mama budgets. I follow the aesthetic dollar. Tell us more about this journey. Like what got you into this? Well, <laughs> I was having anxiety around <laughs> money <laughs> and I was like, well, what do you do when Aren't you have all? anxiety about something? You tackle it head on. So I was like, let me, um, track all of my spending and create a budget. And I use cash envelopes and um, like took ownership over my finances. What does your <laughs> husband think about your your cash envelopes? He kind of laughs at the beginning, but then like I started, <laughs> I did it a long time ago and it really worked. And then I went off of it. And then I started January 1st again. And he was like, okay, whatever. And then I was like, BT dubs, I've socked away like $3,500 in the last six Hell yeah. to eight weeks. And he is like, oh, so that's working for you? I'm like, yeah, it's really working for me. <laughs> I love that. Well, if you like it, like it. So the reason that I have Aaron here today is to kind of expand on this vibe check that I did with Sonia a couple weeks ago and chat about what she's seeing from brands, how how you can be pulling to be together the best package. Do brands really care about UGC right now? Do they want usage? What do they really like? Erin, um, what are you seeing a lot of in your inbox right now? I'm seeing a lot of, um, like it's a wide range, right? Like you get the people that are like, we have no budget. We want to give you product. But then you get right. brands that are like, and we always. value you as a creator. Like, yeah. This is what blows me away is that it's, you know, any follower count. Like that does not end once you have an agency. That does not end once you have 100K. Like nope. it's, all, it's they, all over the board. Yeah. It doesn't matter. They still don't want to pay you sometimes. But then you have brands um, brands or agencies that are representing brands that are like, we represent, we love you as a creator. We like what you do. We value you. Tell us what mm -hmm. your rates are. Tell us what a package is. And they're like super straightforward. Mm -hmm. And you're, it, it they make it really easy to be able to price packages. 
All right. So let's discuss what you're really seeing, because I feel like on the Reels tab, you know, UGC is a huge thing and usage is always something that seems terrifying and out of left field. Like what are what are brands really looking at right now? Like what are you getting requests for in pricing? Mostly I'm seeing um, reels and story sets. Um, Mm -hmm. UGC is not like a major, major thing that's being asked for. It's like a, like every now and then Mm -hmm. I see that across my desk, but paid usage is always seems to be like an afterthought. A brand never hardly rarely ever comes out and says, we're looking for X amount of months of paid usage, which is shocking to me because that is what can really make or break a budget. Yeah. Right. So, um, I always, it's like, it's the dollar amount. I mean, that's what really like bumps the price up as we know, because you're paying for literally when, (laughs) when the usage is more than the, the actual collab, the majority of the time it's wild. Yeah. When you're looking at a lot of content and a long-term partnership, it's the usage that is, I don't want to say astronomical because it is, it is worth it. (laughs) That was the word I was going to use too. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the bulk of the rate at that point. Literally the bulk of the rate. Yeah. And um, what I think is hysterical too, is that when I first started, I I always used to say in my trainings, like they're not going to ask you for the usage. Like you are going to have to probe and pry and make sure that it's not thrown into the contract, hidden away because they're going to be sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. And seeing that at a different scale with the agency and that it's not just, you know, my singular experience, but it's everyone. It's everyone. All of these brands just trying to hide in usage and like see what happens. Absolutely. They do. They sneak it in. And that's why that's one of the first things I ask is like, are you, Mm -hmm. are you going to want paid usage, whether it's a discovery call or a response email and for how long? Because a lot of times you can negotiate not only a little bit on the usage rate, but the length, like we will give you this dollar amount, but we're going to reduce the usage from a year to six months or from six months to three months. And then Mm -hmm. occasionally we'll be like, it's a one-off, like it's a first partnership. They're only getting a real, what do you, what do you think about paid ads? And they're not sure. They want to see how the content is going to turn out before they commit. So very sparingly, I will say, let's add in to the contract that once the reel goes live, if you're happy with the performance, we can do an additional X amount of dollars for a 30 day paid usage option if you want to exercise that option. But at least it's out on the table ahead of time and we don't have to go back and negotiate anything. I'm just like a proud boss right now because <laughs> you know what? It's so funny because when we first bring on clients, they always come, <laughs> they always come straight to me and they're like, well, Harley, like, what do you think? Because I'm the person that they know mm-hmm. and I'm like, Aaron knows everything. Like, we're on the exact same page. <laughs> this UGC thing. I want to talk about some of the packages that we've thrown together recently because you and I have gotten turned down by, I think, every brand that we've thrown UGC in for. Every single one. Yeah. They don't don't want it. They don't want it. (laughs) I mean, some brands, I mean, sometimes they do, but no, they want, they want the real, they want the edited, they want the 
the good content. They want it on your feed. I mean, tip it, well, especially with our creators, they have a following. So the brand, if they're coming to you, right. they know who you are. They know your follower count. Right. They know, and they have an idea of your engagement. They know your Reels views. They know that yeah. they like your style and your content. So why wouldn't they pay this much more to get it right. to your audience, especially if what so, they're looking for is brand awareness. If they're just looking right. for something to run a paid ad with, sure, UGC. But maybe, the, so maybe it's just our roster where it's like they have too many followers to be a quote unquote UGC creator. But we've used UGC a ton of times recently mm-hmm. to kind of discount the price. Like instead of throwing in a, another, yet another reel on the feed, for this low price that they throw out, we're going to say mm-hmm. like, well, we can do UGC, like we can do, you know, five videos here instead mm-hmm. of all five posts on the feed. And they're like, mm, no, right. No comment. <laughs> no, they don't want it. They don't want it. Like, I don't know. We'll what? keep offering it though. <laughs> Someone will <laughs> we'll want trying. it someday. Someday. <laughs> what are you saying that does work? Like what, what package structure is a win right now. Definitely, definitely the one story and then a story follow-up, two-slide follow-up is a win. Yep. Mm-hmm. A reel and a story, but also like a three-month deal. Mm-hmm. So especially if they're looking for brand awareness or if they're looking for like um, a day in the life or consistent use, because like you so smartly said on the <laughs> All Influence page today, um, <laughs> people aren't, not not all people are going to buy the first time you mention a product. It takes repeated exposure. So by offering a three month package of a reel and a story set per month, you are taking advantage of those exposures Mm -hmm. to that audience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I mean, I think- And sometimes there's paid usage in that package. Sure. And I think that the first, the first trial post- Like if you're just doing a trial post, it's either that they have a specific campaign where they're scouting a ton of people or it's a trial rate to see if you can basically go into their group of creators that they use frequently and constantly. Yes. And we always do say introductory rate or for this first time partnership, especially if we're um, meeting in the middle, I should say. Right. (laughs) Really clear language, really clear language about like, we're not actually taking this price ever again. Right. But it's also really up to the creator. Like if you're being lowballed by a brand and it's not a brand Mm -hmm. that you love, use and want to work with, it's easy to walk away from. But if it's a brand that you're very interested in creating a partnership, a long-term relationship with, it's worth doing a first time rate. I think it's so funny. The the widespread that we have in our roster. We have Caitlin from Sass and Cellulite, who I absolutely love, who will turn down anything in an instant. If she like smells that it's off the cuff or like the ethos of the marketing is like a little bit off, she's like, no, I'm not interested. (laughs) I honestly love the Sass. I love that she knows what she wants. I love it too. what she wants to represent and what she wants to put out to her community. That is why she has an engaged following. Yes. I I mean, I think that's an important piece. I think I think knowing where you draw the line of like, this is an appropriate product for my audience or not. And if it's not, if it's not going to be successful, then why even try the trial rate? Mm-hmm. Like, you know that your audience isn't going to be interested in that random thing. 
Yeah. That's why when we get inbounds for her, it, I'm like, before I even really engage, if I feel like the brand is maybe something that might not align with her, I ask her right away. And in other, with other creators, I know them and I know what they're into. And so, you know, I can kind of judge that on my own, but with her, I'm like, are you even interested in this? Cause I'm not going to waste my time. Yeah. We have a lot of really picky mm-hmm. creators. We have like non-tox people, people that are really focused on ingredients, people that are really focused on size inclusivity um, within mm-hmm. the brand itself and their values. I love it. That's like too. the best, that's the best thing my little heart could ever have. I know. Um, I want to talk about the trial rate that we did for, I don't know if I actually want to say the brand name. For one of our creators, there was a brand, like a like a household name, basically, that she wanted to work with. And we actually started by cold pitching the brand and got ghosted, got nowhere. Then months later, Absolutely they came to ghosted. us. <laughs> so ghosted, like not even a little cricket noise. It like four like, follow-ups and yeah. ghosted. It was like, we're so excited. No, they were not into it. But they reached out. They were not excited. <laughs> what, like, was it five months later? Five or six months later, I guess. Something like that. It was yeah. a lot. And we did an introductory rate. And then it turned into a long-term partnership. It turned so we did the one, the I, one I off think, at the low rate. Right. And then we did a three. Do you know month. what that was? I think it was one K. It was one K. And what's her normal rate? Two two K? For a reel? Or maybe fifteen. I think it was like fifteen at that point. Yeah, I wanna say it was like fifteen or two for a reel. But anyway, we ended up doing like a like a two or three month after that where we bumped the rate up and then they did a five month. They um, signed her again. Yeah. They signed her again for a third time and they gave her the full, like she, I didn't even have to negotiate. They came back and said, here's here's what we're offering you for per month or whatever. And it was it was right on par. And although next I, time so we're going to have to tell them that her rate has gone up because she's got in followers and engagement. This is this is such a good example though because once a brand knows your work ethic and knows that you're going to create the content that they want, like it's an in. It might take a second to actually bring that brand to your yard and mm-hmm. have interest because maybe their campaign slots like are limited or they're only marketing X or you know, they have a full roster. But trying that trial is really worth worth the effort. And as we were talking about, like that was a 50% discount. That was a Mm -hmm. big discount. Yeah. It covered her time, but it was Mm -hmm. a big discount for her following. I think she had, I think she had 50K at the time and was bringing in, I I don't know, like 20K per reel views. Oh yeah. It has stellar sales. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, so 1K was very, very low for this creator. Mm Mm-hmm. This specific creator had also tagged that brand forever. Like this creator is so good at tagging brands. She tags everybody she wants to work with and will not give up. And that tagging has also brought in another brand that she's been tagging for over a year. And now we are Mm -hmm. in the middle of our first introductory trial with that brand too. Of course, it's an introductory rate. You yeah. know the you know the audio that's like a win is a win. I don't care what you all say. A win is a win. Do you know that mm-hmm. audio? Yeah. <laughs> She's shaking her head. That's what I feel about introductory rates. 
-hmm. Like anyone that's like, you know, I, I won't do a trail rate. Like that's, that's, you know, not worth my time, blah, blah, blah. If you have the service to back up your, a long-term partnership, getting in with that brand is so valuable. It's Mm -hmm. so worth it. It totally is. Absolutely. Because you never know what it's going to lead to. It's so worth it. Oh my God. Eight months later. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And there's so many good examples of like baby details within this partnership that are so helpful. Like number one, when she first started, she was still an affiliate. So she was getting what? Like 20 bucks per sale, something like that. So it wasn't a bad commission rate. It wasn't a bad income generator, but it was nowhere near this $2,000 per post and a consistent per month partnership. Correct. Not at all. Absolutely. So Mm -hmm. do you think it's important to be an affiliate first? I think, I don't know that it's important, but I think it can't hurt, especially if it's a brand that you want to work with and you want to show conversions and clicks. I think that Mm -hmm. if you are in a conversation about a paid partnership and they say, we can't afford a paid partnership, but we can offer you an affiliate. I think as a creator, if it's a brand you love signing up, this is what I tell our creators. I'm like, you could do it. And what would come out of it is a commission, obviously, which is great for you, but B the data Mm -hmm. so that we can show that the story that you mentioned or the reel that you posted or the link in your bio has converted X amount of sales. So, and they're tracking that too. The brand is tracking the links that they provide you, the affiliate link that's in your bio. They're tracking that conversion too. So I don't think it hurts, especially if it's a brand that you love and you use and you consistently share. I don't think it hurts. And just the continued tagging of it all. Like if I'm going to be tagging endlessly for my favorite products, might as well have a yeah. have a commission-based link behind it, you know? And I think that's the only time when affiliates really make sense are, you know, if it's your first and foremost brand that you can post about frequently and constantly. Like you literally could tag them every single day and it would be no problem at all. Yeah, absolutely. I think that sometimes, I don't know, can I say it? I think sometimes ego can come in and be like, no, I don't do affiliates. (laughs) But I mean, yes, we know that you're valuable. We know that your content is valuable. We know that you're worth your paid partnership rates. Absolutely. But if you want to play the long game, start with an affiliate. Like there's no, there's no shame in that. There's no shame. It's really just, here's, here's how I think of it. It's just biding your time until that brand notices you. So it's also thinking about like, does this brand work with creators? Because if they aren't working with creators, if they aren't paying creators at all, then maybe this doesn't make sense. If you've done Mm -hmm. your research and you know they work with creators of your size or of, you know, your engagement or whatever in your niche, then go ahead because it's coming. Absolutely. If the brand is like, we never do paid partnerships. Leave it. Leave it. it. (laughs) Pass. Yeah. No. And at that point, there's no point. If the brand does not do paid partnerships, if they do not pay creators, there is no point. Right. Because I think you just have to be aware of that. Yeah. The other thing that I think is interesting about this partnership is that she's grown immensely since we started it. She went from, I think, 50K 
to now she's at, you know, around 100K and yeah. engagement's still absolutely fantastic. Yep. Her story views are huge. Her story views are huge. They're huge. Um, <laughs> and she makes stellar sales. I know. And her content is stellar like so creator. specific. It's like people are like, oh, we want we want her to talk We're just going to hype up this creator without saying her name. Yeah, totally. Their brands are like, oh, well, typically we want, you know, um, talking to camera. And I'm like, listen, she doesn't do talking to camera very often. And what really works for her are beautiful still images with text overlay. I promise. Yes. At this point, at this point, I feel like you as a listener have probably figured out who on earth this is. So if you know who this is, go slide into my DMs and tell me that you know who this is. We know. <laughs> but I, we know. Okay. Yeah, so that's such a that's such a good example too. All of this is such a good mm-hmm. example because we know what she does well. We know that she's mm-hmm. super hyper specific and we're going to make the brand listen to us because that's what her audience likes. That's how she has the engagement that she has. Mm-hmm. And if you aren't she- fighting back and the partnership flops, you know, what are you going to do? That's a lose-lose at that point. Totally. Yeah. And she knows her audience too. Like she's like, I want to do this type of reel with this thing. And they're like, "Mm." and she's like, listen, I know it'll work. And I know like this type of, this type of story works after my Q and a on a weekend. Like she's like, I know my formula. So it's really, it's great to see. Yes. It, it is a formula. And the more you can pinpoint those formulaic things within your content that like really hit home, when I do this, this will happen. Like that's so stinking valuable. Yeah. So Aaron, how are you going to go back to them with a rate that's much higher than, <laughs> than it currently is? I'm just going to say, hey, her rate's higher. <laughs> I'm just going to go back and be like, listen, she's grown. You can see the conversions on the back end. You can see X, whatever, and point out all the data and and present it. And maybe they'll go for it and maybe they won't. But we have to at least advocate for it. I love that you said that so casually because that's exactly, I, I mean, that's exactly what you need to do. And so many people are like, but my, you know, I've grown X amount. I'm really scared to go to the brand. Like, what if they say no? Like, how am I supposed to do this? Data, data. Hello, you gained how many followers? Like how much effort is that? A lot. That's a huge win. They're going to more eyes. Absolutely. They should be paying more. Absolutely. And I think that they, I mean, absolutely. this brand really does. (laughs) see her value. I I think there's no, I mean, mm-hmm. there's no question. Like one time I submitted a, a story for approval and they were like, oh, could she just add this one little thing in the text? And I wrote it back to her and she was like, oh my God, I knew I needed to do that. I forgot to do it. And I said that to the brand and she was like, we know she's a pro. <laughs> she's got it. <laughs> so they just, they respect her. And it's so nice to work with a brand that respects the creator. Yeah. When you feel it, you know the difference. Yeah. I think there's a lot of brands that treat creators like just another salesperson for just another campaign. And it's so unfortunate. It's literally not their job to sell your product. Yes. So let's pivot into this content piece because you and I, our favorite activity is like sweating before we press send on ridiculous ad content. (laughs) Yes. The number of phone calls and voice messages. We love this. 
<laughs> we hate it. Oh God. Like we, okay. So we, let me give you, <laughs> let me give you the behind the scenes. Like let's set the stage. So we have a, um, I need to tell you about this collab in general though. Um, so we have our all influence roster on Voxer all in a group where we communicate, you know, we send content back and forth so that we can send it to the, to the brand for approval. They send stuff to us before we ever send it to the brand so that we can, you know, throw in those checks and balances, make sure that they are putting their best foot forward with the brand. And so recently we had Broadway husbands do a ad with chomps and they sent us this content Christmas content, super cinematic, and they're like stringing up lights, very like epic, like, I don't know, Hallmark movie shots, chomps in the back pocket. And we got it. And Aaron and I immediately go to our own, our own Voxer thread. And I was like, Aaron, I don't like it. And it's not, it's not because of the content. It's because it's like, it's not fun enough. Yeah. It was They're more fun than this. I want it, more fun. It was a departure from their typical content. It was beautiful. Don't get me wrong. It was like a, you know, beautiful. Yeah. Like a beautiful car commercial or whatever, you know. It was it high was quality content. Super high quality. Absolutely. But we were like, you yes. know, it's it's not them. Right. So, we're going back and forth and we're like, okay, how can they make this funny? How can they use the word meat stick or something? <laughs> So we throw that into their conversation. What did we even say? What was the what was the verbiage that you came up with? <laughs> I don't it was something like it was something because the meat the chomps was in the back pocket and I was like, "Oh, oh, it was something about being don't let the holidays make you hangry. Make sure you have a meat stick or something like that. Eat your meat stick." <laughs> I can't remember what it was, but we we responded back to it them. It was and- something atrocious. It was horrible. <laughs> it, was, amazing. it was something atrocious. And we sent it back to them. Uh, yeah. I, uh, yeah. Very funny. Very kitschy. But we sent it back to them and we're like, this isn't it. But like, run with this idea. Run with this creative. How can you do a voiceover that makes it more fun like this? So I think within like, I don't know. It was like, was it hours or the next morning? It was pretty quick. It was, they it was hours. sent us another version. It was very quick. <laughs> like we clearly gave them the idea and they were like, yes. They sent us back this voiceover that basically said, the holidays are hard. Don't be a meat stick. Eat a meat stick. And Aaron and I have never moved so quickly to the other chat to cackle about this content. <laughs> it was so good. It Did was the so good. Did say anything? No, they it approved it. It was hysterical. <laughs> they approved it. They loved it. They also approved it in like five seconds flat. Yeah. Was that was great. a quick, that was a quick turnaround. So, okay. What I want to talk about, the reason that I even brought up this conversation is because I feel like influencer marketing is moving more towards this like guerrilla marketing place where I don't want to see you hold up your whatever product and like give me the fake smile. And I don't want to hear the like, we're loving this because blah, blah, blah. Like, mm, I'm bored, gag, right? right? I want to see 
something a little bit more fun, a little bit more offbeat and something more aligned with your content. Absolutely. Like your, your paid partnership content should mirror your regular content. Like it should not be a departure. You're going to turn your audience off if it's completely different. Do you feel like you need to run it by the brand before you give something off the cuff? Um, I kind of go brand by brand or like the style in which we communicate with the brand or the agency representing the brand. So some Mm. people want to see, some people want to see like um, a creative concept before you even film. And some Mm. are like, we love your style, just run with it. So I kind of play it by ear. Yeah. It's like a little vibe check. (laughs) If you can sign the email, love Aaron, then you know, the creator can do what they want. (laughs) Listen, listen, if I can put five exclamation points in my email to you, then we're good. Like, I just want everyone to know that every exclamation point that I type, I mean it. I am really saying good morning to you. (laughs) Five exclamation points. Okay. I edit, I edit out my exclamation points. I get to the end of an email and I go, that's too exciting, Erin. You need to calm down. Depends on the brand. But some people, you just have like a casual, yeah, you just have like a casual, like back and forth with people. I I think that's something that people get really scared with too, as influencers, because, you know, you do this creative thing all day. You chat really casually with your audience. You'll probably use slang and Mm -hmm. then you get to these brand interactions and they're like, oh, I don't know how to do this because I don't, you know, I don't work a corporate job. I haven't written a formal work email in years. Right. What is this? Like this doesn't come naturally. And I don't think that's as important as no. as we make it. No. What's important is your content <laughs> and the quality in which you put out your content. Are you doing it on time? Are you hitting all the talking points? Yes. Are you following the brief? Is your rate acceptable? Is yes. it at the right level? That's what's important, not your communication style. No. I mean, no. don't give me a typo, but like that's <laughs> You got autocorrect yeah, no for a reason, right? Yeah. yeah. No typos. That's where that's where we draw the line. But five exclamation points, totally fine. Totally on brand. Totally fine. You have a background in acting, modeling, singing. You are a performer. And yes. I think something that we've seen a lot of bleed over from is the casting world into influencer marketing. Like the number of times, mm-hmm. how many NDAs have you signed? Yeah, I've signed a number of NDAs. Yeah. A good handful in the last month. What kind of bleed over do you notice with your experience in both worlds? The the usage. There's bleed over in usage. Like in a casting mm-hmm. um, notice, you'll see um, full buyout a lot. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. like a three to six month. It's usually like a year or a full buyout, but it's not a separate rate. It's included yeah. in the in the initial rate. So your rates overall look higher because the usage is included. So like as a, like I just got a casting audition notice for a um, well-known food brand for a commercial and it's an uh-huh. eight hour shoot. And I think it was $3,000 for the session, including okay. usage for a year. So The difference is, is that as a creator slash influencer, your rates are based on your following, like you're putting it out to your audience. Whereas someone in the acting world, you're hiring me to do a job and be on set for eight hours. 
And then you're going right. to compensate me a little bit to use my face for a year. So that's right. why the rates can look different. Do you ever worry about like not recommending the product? Like, would you do a, would you do a shoot with, I don't even know what a brand is that you just wouldn't stand for. What's a brand that you absolutely hate for their ethics? What? I can't say, I can't say I hate a brand. I think if it was anything, I think if it was anything that didn't align with my values, I That's what I'm saying. Like, it. what about like a soda, a soda brand? Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know. Those pay really well. <laughs> because <laughs> would you, do, would you set- do an acting gig for a soda brand? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm not personally recommending it to my audience. Yeah. They're paying me to do a job. I'm following a script. Yeah. It's not my opinion. It's. I'm a hired actor. So would I recommend a soda brand to my Instagram followers if I was getting paid? No, I wouldn't. I I think they're different. I think, and that's really where the difference, yeah, that's where the difference lies with this buyout thing because I don't think a buyout is really what we should be doing ever, realistically. Like buyouts are really expensive, number one. They're really expensive. And like you said, they're not going to run the same ad on Instagram for 24 months. Never. Now in the not TV even 24 world, months. yeah, in the TV world, they will, yes. you'll see the same commercial over and over. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, I did a commercial back in like, I don't know, 2005 and it still runs. Uh-huh. Wow. And I don't Do you get wish that you got paid more for that. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Or at least residuals, but it was a local it was a local shoot. Yeah. So I don't even remember. I, maybe I got, maybe I got a thousand dollars, 1200. I don't know. I don't remember. It was so long ago. Oh my God. You needed had some to, royalties. Yeah. And I had to eat their food too. <laughs> oh my goodness. But what the thing about buyouts is like, we get asked for them all the time. And I think we quoted like 60 grand for one recently. And I don't think the brand really realized that that would be the number. Like it went from 4,000 to full buyout with uh, 60K. Yep. Wow. Wowza. I think they didn't realize that because they had worked with this creator in in an acting capacity before. They had Mm, paid this person as an actor. I think, I think that's the situation. And um, this is the first time, or maybe it was UGC or something like that, but it wasn't something that this creator had to post to their following and this time it is and so those packages they just go real high yeah they go real high so I think you're on a call with their creative direction team like production team and it was the influencer person that actually jumped in later that was like okay but what about six months (laughs) yes yeah. What about six months? Like that's a very different, it's a very different world. Yeah. What about mm-hmm. six months? Cause that's actually realistic for a social media campaign. You're not going to be running yeah. the same content for five years. Yeah. But that's Never. also when we, that's also when we did an add on for UGC with a full buyout at a, at a mm-hmm. specific rate so that they could get yes. the, the content out to the More. audience, but then also have some however length of video they wanted that they could script or direct over Zoom and consider that UGC with a full buyout. So they could edit that into however many different types of ads they wanted to. 
I hope that you as a listener are just absorbing all of the like wild different options there are. Like she really just said someone can direct you over Zoom for a 30 minute video where you're not even editing, like a raw clip of you talking about the product and being directed. Like there is so, there is so much bleed over. Yeah. And depending on where you're at, we've had creators that have had brands send production teams out to their house. We've had two now uh, for directed in-person photo shoots in the home. Yep. I've worked with another creator that, that did that recently as well. A coaching client. Mm -hmm. It's, it's becoming more normal because they want hands on deck to get the content for their feed that they actually want. So let's talk about the day rate for that. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's, let's talk about the day rates because I, you know what, this is something that I struggle to price in the beginning because I don't know the casting acting world. So I actually came, I came to you first when I had this situation come up um, to ask you about, Hey, like what on earth do you charge for some kind of like acting gig that takes a whole day? Mm-hmm. And I think in that one, Originally, we were talking about the creator traveling to the brand, which set, mm-hmm. I mean, my suggestion was 3000 a day plus travel, because if you're leaving your home, yes. right, to go to them, but I think they ended up going to the creator's house. But, you know, I mean, it depends on the length of the shoot. They ended up going to the creator's house. How long, how long did they shoot for? Um, maybe six hours, four hours, something like that. Um, they originally wanted the creator to be flown out to literally a different country. She would have needed a passport. And I think that was the hang up in the first place. So they could do it all in studio, have a day of shooting, and then turn her around, get her back home within two and a half days, three days, something Mm -hmm. like that. And yeah, that's like a pretty penny. So they ended up sending one production person or creative marketing person to her house to end up to shoot the whole thing, to help with, you know, phone angles and collecting content and getting approval as they did everything. There's a lot. Yeah. And I, I mean, honestly, I don't care how many followers you have. If you're doing that, that's, that's not a reel. (laughs) That's UGC. That's raw content. And so I would not price that anywhere less than $2,000, whether it's four hours or six hours. If it's an eight hour day, I would not, I would, I mean, that's three to 4K. Yeah, that's a lot of work. Yes. And I think once you add a buyout to it too, and the fact that they're going to chop up this content and use it as many ways as they want. Yeah. Would you add an extra charge for for usage still if you had a $3,000 day, $4,000 day? I, I would, absolutely. But I might price it at a different rate, like percentage rate per month. So instead yeah. of- the industry standard, yeah. I might reduce it a little because if they are wanting a full buyout, your face is everywhere and you're shifting. You're shifting yeah. from being a creator to potentially being directed, which is not normal for people that are just, mm-hmm. you know, creating content on Instagram sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. So you're being directed. You may have scripting that you have to prepare ahead of time. Mm-hmm. You're now a paid actor. Mm-hmm. So yes. you should be paid accordingly to that. I might be totally off, but my gut feeling says I think I would give them like three to six months included in that and then Uh charge for anywhere upwards. Yeah. Like I think you need to add usage for sure 
Like <laughs> that's a good idea. Or like, oh, I'm gonna write I that down. I think you need to add usage for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to add usage for sure. But like, I, I don't even want to touch the buyout thing. Like, still, I don't. I don't want to touch it with a ten foot mm-hmm. pole. I I want to know exactly the time frame that that usage is going to be shot to the moon and back. Yeah, that's right. I think that's smart though, including three to six months. I'd start with three and then you have a little negotiation room. We love negotiation room. We love negotiation room. So to give a little (laughs) bit more context to things like this is this isn't something that was pitched ever. This was the brand coming to them. Do we know anything else about like, the relationships with these these companies before the shoots? I think they're established. I think they've all been established relationships with the brands. I think they have too. I I think my example had done UGC with them in the past slash had promoted on her page in the past. I think she was an affiliate too. Mm-hmm. Our recent photo shoot, they had collabed in the past. Oh yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also the call that I just did mm-hmm. with the production company, they had worked together prior to that creator coming on our roster. Right. I think that discretion yeah. is so important because again, on the reels tab, there's so many, there's so much clout being thrown around about like, well, I did this blah, 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 and made $10,000 in a day. And it's like, wait, 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 back it up because you actually need to build a relationship. This isn't just a random cold pitch to do a $6,000 shoot. It's not. Right. It's you no. did one collab first. You have this relationship. You have built this trust in each other. And then they ask, do you want to mm-hmm. do this? And then they see the price and they're like, well, <laughs> then we get creative. <laughs> Then it's time to get creative. Yeah, then we get creative. So wrapping this up, ending this episode, Mm -hmm. I would love to know your biggest tip or your biggest takeaway for getting creative in the negotiation process. Well, number one, imposter syndrome is real and you just have to ignore it. So be confident (laughs) in what you offer, first of all. That helps. Mm-hmm. Um, and confident in what you can put out for a brand. Um, and literally the worst that could happen is they say no. Like, that's okay. If yeah. they don't see the value, they don't see the value. That's okay. But if they're like, hey, we want to work with you. We want to figure it out. Don't be afraid to negotiate. Don't be afraid to get creative. And, you know, I mean, there are times when, Harley, you have talked me down from like, I... I can, sometimes we can get in a box of like package, package, package. And you're like, let's think about different usage or um, throwing in UGC or whatever. So I think the biggest thing is to be flexible and creative in your packaging. Yeah. There's a lot of options. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think my biggest takeaway from like all of the discussions that we've had is just build that relationship. You know, this, this relationship is key. That's the only way you're going to build that three month partnership, eight month partnership, Mm -hmm. the shoot day that costs five grand. There is Mm -hmm. no way that you're going to get to that point unless you kickstart the relationship now on the best foot and show off exactly what you can do. And tag, 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 tag. (laughs) 
Well, thank you so much for joining me on this episode, Erin. I'm so glad oh to have you on our All Influence team. I know I'm going to try not to hype you up too much. Um, I'm so glad to have you on our influ- All Influence team and to discuss this here. I'm going to do the same thing as we do for our creators because you're a you're a hoot and a half on social media. Where can we find you on social media? You can find me at Mrs. Erin Tamblin. I will link her down in the show notes. I will link this girl down in the show notes. Get ready to see her singing about whatever during her day. Oh my God. It's a bunch of of dork. If you have, it is, it is. (laughs) And I love you for it. Of course, if you have other suggestions, other, other topics that you want us to discuss on Brand Meet Creator, slide into my DMs. I'm always looking for new topics to dive into and discuss. And of course, we will catch you next time. 